All right, guys, what is happening? We're up to episode 12, the off-track experience. We've actually got a mountain bike racer back in. As fun as young Ethan was, I thought we'd get some riders back in as well. But um, close friend of mine, guy that's been racing a lot longer than me, actually guy I used to look up to when I was a young tacker at the Vic Series and Nationals and whatnot. But yeah, today we've got uh, Josh Button here, or Jay Button, as we like to call him. How are we, mate? How are you doing? Good, mate. Real good. What are, what, are, what are we up to at the moment? What's happening? Besides eating good food and getting smashed at adrenaline. Smashed at the gym. Um, I'm actually on my way down to Tasmania for two enduro races. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd stop in, catch up with you. Hop in. I've seen you in probably was... a couple of years. Has it been that long? Yeah, the Worlds, probably Cairns Worlds. Really? I reckon, yep. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I didn't think it'd been that long. Yeah, hey. it's been a while. Because, yeah, I was going to pop into your place when we were coming up the coast. And what happened? You, were you work? No, you went I'll, to China. <laughs> yeah, you were oh, in yeah, China. Right. Yeah, I went That's to China. Right. That, was ran- that was actually really random when you said that. You're like, I thought you might have been working away or something. You're like, <laughs> no, I'm going to China to do um, one of those downer races. Yeah, that was super random. That yeah, was they're, like, they're, they're cool now, hey? Mm, yeah, it was unreal, man. I, I found out a week before, like, Timmy passed on my information. Yeah. Because Timmy went last year. And, um, yeah, the guy contacted me and he just emailed me and he said, do you want to race in China? Send me your passport. <laughs> <laughs> so you said so on the black market. Yeah. No, that's cool because um, they're getting bigger. Like more people keep going to them because like they paid for everything, didn't they? They paid for travel, yeah. food, everything. accommodation. I didn't, yeah. I didn't. And they treat you like rock stars as well, don't they? Yeah, like nonstop autographs and photos. Really? It was unreal. <laughs> yeah, it was so sick. Dude, that's like, I don't understand how you don't have like a World Cup or something in Asia when like our industry is obviously like built out of... Um, like obviously you got all this manufacturing parts and stuff coming out of like Taiwan yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's just like why don't we have one World Cup there? Like yeah. imagine the crowd you'd have there. Oh man and, and the high even this bit. this small race was crazy. Like, what what like, cause what'd you get? Do you win it or get second? I got second, yeah. Who yeah. won Braga? Uh no, nah, Matei Charvat is a Czech Republic oh, okay. pinner. Yeah, he's been doing it for quite a while. Like the last five years he's been racing racing over there. How many um how many top guys were there? Um <clears throat> it was just Matei, myself, and Brage. Yeah. And then there was the Indonesian dudes. Yeah. Um, Beamer and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ditra. Yeah. And then just a couple of other guys from all over. Because they do World Cups, don't they? They've done a couple, yeah. yeah and they've raced in Oz. Cup. They've done nationals in Oz as well a, a couple of years back. Yeah. So. Those dudes are just stoked, eh? Hey? Man, they, like, they are, are so, so pumped. pumped. I'm like, why can't everyone have that mentality of like, we're just racing bikes to have fun, not this like serious got to win mentality. Yeah, and that's it. They're just it. stoked to just be there. They're so pumped, and man. It made I, me feel like... Yeah. Like, you made pretty, me feel really good, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you appreciate it. You go over there and you're worried about like a result or whatever. I'm like, these guys have just come from Indonesia just to like... And they're like excited just to see you as well. Yeah. Like it's funny when you race someone and they're like competitors, but they're just like fans at the same time, yeah, which yeah, I guess yeah. that's like for a lot of people, like you look yeah. up to people or whatever. But when I was at Worlds, there was a guy from... Um, Bogota, I think, and he was racing Worlds, and he like asked, he was like walking the track, and he had like a monster hat on, and like he he was wearing his um national jersey, yeah, and he just comes up to me, he's like Dean Lucas, man, can we get a photo? And he was like just pumped to see me, like he's racing me, but he's like super That's excited, so and just like fanned out for a little bit, yeah. And then he was um, it was pretty cool. He was telling me like because he does tours around um, Bogota and stuff, yeah. And he's like, if you ever want to come to Bogota, man, like I'll give you like a tour and shit, and like we'll set up a deal and stuff like no, that. No. And just super friendly guy, and I was like, "That's that's pretty cool." Like when a guy you're racing against, yeah, can just be that friendly. Because oh, yeah, that was right. He was supposed to race um, Masters Worlds, I think, but then his bike didn't show up. 
So then they said he could just race no, like no the, yeah, normal worlds since his bike came a week late. And it was like, yeah, just go in here. <laughs> so he was racing us. I think he just went down first. But yeah, he was just pumped, man. So he was just pumped to be a part of it. Because he went from, didn't think he was going to be able to ride. Yeah. So now he's racing the actual, the actual world, world championships. championships. And I was like, that's pretty cool when you say it like that. <laughs> but no, he, he was a cool dude. But yeah, this China, his China races are like, how many, yeah. how many people do you reckon were like at them? Uh, like spectators? Or both, just like riders and spectators. Um, I think riders, they had like 120. Yeah. But a lot of these guys had like never, like not so much experience. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff like that. They were just sort of, yeah, just locals and, and a few from like here and like near and far. But yeah. the spectators, man, there was like, at the finish, there was like 10 people deep. Like really? The whole finish around. Yeah. It was like, how it was pretty full on. And then like all up with thousands? Thousands, yeah. Really? I'd say like, yeah, probably maybe 3,000, two, 3,000. <sighs> Yeah, and is it the, and like fully it, televised? Like they had, um, I think they had like fifteen cameras on course. <laughs> yeah, dude. Live. Did you give you a run like recording? I, I someone filmed it off the big screen, and yeah. um, I was sent a link with the live feed, but I didn't see the the um, notification till after the race. Oh, so I think okay. people could have watched it, but China and their laws, like with internet restrictions and stuff, are pretty yeah. full on. Really? So I can't. I haven't been able to find out. Like get this link to work to yeah, rewatch it, yeah. which I'm pretty bummed about. It's but just hidden forever now. Yeah, it's just gone. Eh? It's lost in. How long were the runs? Like, are the tracks decent, or was it a bit? Man, this was purpose built for the, um for this one race. It was in like an old war torn worn war torn town, where the um where the Japs met the Chinese and just really slaughtered them. Yeah, so like they're trying to build tourism up in this specific town. I can't even remember the name. It's like. Oh, dude, I can't. Baoshan, maybe. Baoshan, yeah. It was high. It was like 2,000 meters elevation, so it was super high. The whole town's working, like like children, like really? wives, like husbands. Yeah, everyone's just working construction, building roads, walls. There's a big war museum, and then there's like, they're just trying to build that town up for tourism. Yeah. And um, they're up. also trying to like promote mountain biking, so they had this race just in this just little to town. Do that, yeah. yeah. And the government funded it all. Um, that's crazy. And then hey? purpose built track, man. It was the week before there was no track there, and then they just whipped this thing up. And, um, and we kind of yeah. did changes at World Cup. Yeah. Oh man, you look at that shit. You're just like, what is backwards with this? Yeah. What's going on? Like, you go to World Cup, and it's literally identical track from the year Every before. Year, yeah. Like, you go to like Leo Gang, and they're whipper sniffering it on the Wednesday or Thursday morning before track walk, and you're like. Dude. what are you doing and then if they want to put a new section in they'll just bunt it differently like they won't even actually put in any physical work they'll just bunt, bunt it. it differently and yeah. you're just like what the fuck like yeah. really come on like you've got all this all this money all these people putting in effort into this and you just bunt around and stump differently and then yeah. that's your new bit of track yeah and like you said they built it in a week yeah it was cool there's like heaps of restrictions like they couldn't cut any trees down and the police are like really full on over there so they like watched the builders and their crew like really? really closely they couldn't cut any trees so it was like kind of tight and awkward in some bits and um we did a track walk with the builders and we said like you need to take this tree out this tree out and the track would just open up that much yeah. more but he's like no you can't do it man you'd be in handcuffs yeah yeah shit. it was gnarly that's great because they obviously wanted help from you guys to be like what's yeah, the best but, way yeah but he was like quite a good builder like all the turns he was like Really good at building turns. He right. these sick burns and and jumps and stuff. But he just wanted like a few tips. But yeah. all the tips that we gave him, he wasn't allowed to. He couldn't yeah, that's like, his, yeah, put he's forward. Using, yeah, his hands so, tied. So for what way. he yeah, so for what he built out of what he had, man, it was pretty fun. Pretty fun track. That's cool. Was he, is it more like races you want to do, or is it like? Well, I think so. Like the guy, the organizer, 
um, John, he, they call him. And his wife is um, Wendy. Well, I thought it was Wendy, but I found out it's Winnie. Winnie, so, yeah. Um, I was calling her Wendy all week, yeah. Sure. Wendy and John. John, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he seemed pretty pumped, so I'm hopefully I've, I've stolen Timmy's spot for next year too. <laughs> oh, because you were taking his spot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, but we'll see. But I definitely like to get, do... I feel like they're just getting bigger, like, two, two, yeah, well, look Jake Newell was over yeah. um And, like, Reese Potter. Yeah, Reese Potter, yeah, a few other guys. And that Jura's abject dude won it. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, yeah. World Cup pinner, so... Yeah, yeah, he's done really well at World Cup. He's got top tens and stuff. Yeah. Because I was talking to um, Nathan Rennie, hit me up, and he said, hey, there's a race in China, they're looking for people, can you come to it? And I think... I was thinking it was like Clash with World Cups or Clash with another race, so I couldn't mm. do it. So then I think he hit up like the Crimmins or something and Aiden Barber. Was that years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah two one years of the first ago. Ones? And I was on the first one yeah. and they all went. I was like, I think they said, yeah, we just got treated like kings. They won like over $1,000 prize money. Like, how much did you win for third? Man, I didn't get much. I got like 350 bucks. <laughs> but I got a sweet medallion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sell the medallion. <laughs> Sell the crowd. Yeah. Stop putting a bit more on it. But like you but look at that, it, like that, you get a free holiday. Right? Yeah, yes. That's, that's what I thought. I was like too hard to turn down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one you week away of work. How long were you away for? One week, like to the day. Oh really? Mm. So what did you? What day did you leave? Like a world? Left Tuesday. Yep. And um and then flew back out Monday. Got back Tuesday. Yeah. The following yeah. No, nah, it's pretty freaking <clears> cool <throat> that you can <clears> just <throat> go do that. Imagine if they had money in that. Yeah. Like, obviously, they got crowds and people. I think it's going to get bigger. We'll pushing it. The one, the like the little Utah looking one that yeah. newly did. Yeah. Um, Jura won like might have been like four grand US. Oh, Newly got fifth, and he won eight hundred US. Yeah. So, so I think next year, if I could try and get onto that organizer, and imagine you tee that up. Like you just started racing an Asian series. Yeah. And you can make like if you won, or like if you just say you got the podium, you're taking home at least five grand or something. Yeah. And then they paid for everything. Well, that's and you just go for a week. Yeah. Well, imagine I... you make five grand a week just to go to China. Dude, that's what Matei's doing. So when. He left from Czech and he and he did the first race I was at. Yeah, he was staying there for like six weeks, yeah, just racing, racing all over China, like Indo and Thailand and sort of everything. When's it? When's it happen? It's always around now. It's isn't around it? now. Yeah, yeah. I should just give me. Where's, where's, where's this guy? Where's yeah, John? Where's, yeah, where's John? John and Wendy? Because I was thinking that, like, imagine. Yeah, they obviously want World Cup races that build their build their event up so much more. Imagine well, that, if he had like. Um, four or five World Cup races that are yeah. a race. It'd like that would just that alone be like, wait, what's yeah. happening here? Exactly. And you, even if they did one race where they put up a heap of money and got everyone's like attention, they had World Cup races, I'm sure that would like snowball into more yeah. people trying to like get into it. Because you got so many people like the Vanzacs and like people from like South Africa and stuff that kind of gypsy it at World Cups and don't even qualify now because it's top 60. Yeah, yeah. And like, why wouldn't they just go, hey, I'll just go to China, actually yeah. win some money, get a free trip, yeah. get... Like exposure and all that, it just seems like a bit of a smarter deal. Yeah, but no, that's yeah, that, that's really that's cool. cool eh? So you don't know when the next one is or whether another one's happening. Um, no, nah, not until nah, I won't hear John next year. De- I guess devolve yeah. that information. But it, I was like, even the one that was maybe two weeks ago that Matei also won. Greg Callahan, Callahan, yeah, yeah. The enduro guy. Yeah, yeah, he was there. So really? it's, like, it's like getting some big yeah. There's names, actually some yeah, yeah. Was, you see some people pop up in China. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, he's there. It's pretty cool. I was just gonna play. Yeah, I think it. they um they're trying to get their st- like set their standards to a World Cup level, and yeah. I think eventually in the years to come they might try and get a World Cup there. I think that was like that's the, the whole gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just trying to use these races to build yeah. up to it, to figure things out and stuff like that. So that's pretty that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I need to hit someone up. Message Rennie again. Yeah. Another China race. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so now you've finished that. What's so what's the next plan? You're going to Tassie racing. What is it? National champ? Is it national champ? Yeah. So I've got the um. It's an EMS enduro this weekend in Derby. Yeah. Um, explain to all the viewers at home what an EMS enduro is. I actually, uh, don't, I actually I don't know either. So. I guess I hear it's an EWS qualifier. So, you so get a certain amount of points. Yeah. Do you have like a position you've got to get? Or is it to be honest, I would not have not a clue. <laughs> I've done one, one enduro. See, I feel two. like that when you get too deep in, like, dive down, like, what I need to do is yeah. just go there and, like, obviously just want to do your best. Yeah. So, if you do your best, it's like, well, oh, yeah, that'll make it works it out. out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we go there for four or five days and I get to ride Derby, which I've been wanting to since have the boys finished it now. No, it's, it's so fun. Yeah. It's even better now. Like, I rode it two years ago I think yeah, okay. now, and it was so fun and then yep. they've just put way more stuff in like, yep. I think they're just constantly building like, yeah it seems that way they don't I think stop they're yeah. at St. Helens now so I think that's like they're trying to link that up to, to another that. town St. Yeah, Helens yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, um, really, I want to go back my plan was to go down doing what you're doing just get yep. a van fill it with my bikes have a bed and cruise down but it's just yeah I just I, I kind of was aiming to maybe start it next year yep. like Jan or something like do it then just do a road trip down the coast or whatever and then just get in the boat, go over. Yeah, I think they're flying, but it's just like, then you got to find a lift and you kind of like, I don't know. It'd be, be nice for a pre-season, a little pre-season camp, yeah, I reckon. That's yeah, that's really last year. I just went to Derby and I remember I had like I had a few days in a row where I was doing like 75, 80Ks mm. of single trail a day and I wasn't even riding the same tracks. Yeah, I was just like sick. I was just literally, because I was like obviously new, never been there. I remember one day, I think I did 80Ks and didn't run the same track twice. Dude, that's I just so kept annoying. going and find, like, I just find a new one. But like, oh, like, you link up a few similar yep. just to get to the next one. But just constantly, it was like just riding new tracks, had lunch, and then just went back out and found new stuff. But it was cool, man. It was really fucking cool. Yeah. And then now Maydean is there as well. I'm like, why wouldn't you do like a trip yeah, and then go for both? Yeah, it up, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's the plan, but I just don't know when I'm going to actually do it. Yeah. I keep making all these plans, but I don't put dates on the plans. Yeah, I just yeah. make plans. But maybe I should start dating stuff because I want to go to Queenstown as well. Yeah, and I just I've never been there. And every Dude, year, neither have I. Every year I'm like, yep, I'm going so there. So you've never been to NZ or just Queenstown? Just Queenstown. I've been yeah. to Rotorua like okay. every year for the last. Oh, for Crankworx. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and even I've been like I've been around New Zealand a heap. I went over there with like family and stuff. And yep. yeah, I've been to New Zealand a handful of times, but I've just never been to Queenstown. And yeah. I'm like, why? Why not? It's like literally two flights. Yeah, and, and then. Even flights over there aren't expensive. Like you get some for like three hundred bucks or yeah, something. That's how much I got mine for. I'm going in Feb. You going? I've, ne- I've never been to NZ though. Like. Really? Yeah. It's like it's honestly just a more chilled out Australia. Yeah. More chilled out Australia. You can do more shit. Cops are cool. Like if you watch Police Ten Seven. Nah. Oh, so funny. Like you know you watch like cops in America. Yeah. And every clip's like them getting a gun out or a taser or something. Yeah. Which I understand why. Like obviously everyone's got guns, so everyone's mm. a bit more like on edge. But then in like this police ten seven, I think it was called. I've been a car chase and pull some guy over, like and literally crash the car, like pull him over, and then they'll just go to the car. They don't even like really much have their guns out. They're like, what are you doing? And he's just like, oh, I fucked up, eh? And they're just like pulling out. Like it's just not. There's no one's aggressive. Yeah. They're just all like so placid, even in like a fucking hostile, intense situation. <laughs> but that's like everyone. Everyone's just like super laid back and chilled, and yeah, it's literally like being in Australia, but everyone's just like. Yeah, that little bit more relaxed. But it's cool, man. It's really yeah, cool. I can't wait. So I'm, I'm thinking about doing the same, maybe Jan or Feb. Yeah. Depending on my life decisions and moves in the, yeah, in the yeah. next few months. But I think 
yeah, I think for sure I want to yeah go over there at some point. Yeah, but, you know, I was talking about how I want to move up the coast or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah. it'd actually be easy to go because I'd be closer to a major airport. Yeah, yeah. Like one thing about living in Albury is you're into Melbourne. Well, I have to go to Melbourne and get a flight over, which is three hours driving. Yeah. Which is just you know when you catch a flight, you don't want to drive three hours. And yeah, it is the worst. It just makes like okay, so if I go just say fly to New Zealand from where I am now, I've got to drive three hours to Melbourne. Obviously, get there an hour early, get on the plane, then fly to. New Zealand or Queensland or whatever, or I could fly Albury to Sydney, which is then obviously I'll go there an hour early, catch mm. an hour flight, and the flights never line up. Like yeah. You're always going to wait three hours in Sydney, no yeah. matter what, pretty much. So there's another three hours. So like literally, whenever I go anywhere, it's a day traveling, no matter what. And then if I just say I did move up the coast, like near Brisbane or Gold Coast somewhere, I just get on a flight. Yeah, coolie. Yeah, direct, direct over. Yeah. So that's another thing. I was talking to people, and they're like, oh, you're going to be so far away, you're never going to see us. I'm like, I'll probably see you more. Like, i got friends in Melbourne, friends yeah. in Sydney. I was like, I can just get on a flight, on a plane, and it's like 40 to $50 flight from like Goldie. Because I looked on the other day, and I was like, flights from the Gold Coast to Adelaide were like $130. Yeah, it's And I've got crazy. friends in Adelaide, but like, I don't want to drive to Adelaide from here. I don't want to catch two flights. It'll probably cost like 600 bucks or something. Yeah. When I can just get on a flight, and it's like 150 bucks, 130 yeah. bucks. I'm like, that to me, I'm like, it opens up way more doors to do stuff yeah which everyone's sure. like yeah you're not going to see me anymore i'm like no i'll probably do the opposite I'll probably see, yeah. you, see you more no that's good uh, yeah that, that'll be cool um hang on. speaking about flights um i heard you got flown out we're talking about we had a big race back in the day because i was going to say because you, uh, yeah. you came to a few big series races yeah I when did. i was like a young pup and you were like i don't know josh button or whatever because you yeah. were like on the like factory ride with kona yeah, I was getting help from the overseas guys, but Ty from um, Group Sport, yeah. doing the Kona thing here, was helping out massively yeah. in Australia. Yeah, and they flew me out, flew down to a, down to a big crazy ball ball. Ball. Yeah, dude, it was I, unreal. For like a little kid, I was like, Jay Bud's here, flying, it's flying down, it's yeah. a big time. And you, you for, an, for like for a, something in Australia that's not even a national producer, yeah, place, it, it was pretty cool. Hey? They were pretty big. Like they still are big now, but. Yeah. I think, like, the level of top guys has kind of gone down a bit. Yeah, okay. Because I remember at one point, there was, like, I know Troy came with some, you yeah. were coming with some. Um, you guys were together a heap, didn't you, back in... Yeah, well, who was my teammate back in the day? On Mongoose. On yeah, yeah, way back. Yeah. Who was on that team? It was you, Troy, was it Michael Keaton? Yes, yeah. that's it. Do you know who else? Who? I'm pretty sure Eddie Masters was on the team. Really? Yeah, via the Australian distributor, yeah. Oh, fuck, that's crazy, yeah, eh? I, so I know Michael Keaton because the first ever mountain bike race I went to in Eildon, mm. I went with him. Like, yeah, I went with okay. him. My Darcy Wilkinson took me, who's now my mechanic. Yeah. His dad, Michael Keaton, and myself. And that was like the first race I ever went to. <laughs> and I haven't seen that guy in ages, hey? Yeah, neither have I. I think he got fourth or something there, and I was like, fuck, this guy's actually like a big deal, and I was just a little kid. Yeah. Be cool to see. I actually I drove past and I saw him in beat like didn't actually say anything to him but I saw him riding this old shitty what was it, like Eric Carter he was still on that thing yeah some old like twenty six no. just cruising around I think he's probably getting the milk or something it would have been a like, small as well yeah he it was, was quite tiny. tall I think. yeah yeah he was a big guy but yeah that's crazy that yeah that's, yeah, yeah it was it was sick it was such a cool cool little team who and then what about mongoose just fell off the earth didn't they, they just yeah they just um whatever, I yeah. guess they just pulled their budget. Yeah. And put more of it, yeah, I don't know, elsewhere. Funny, yeah. Because they don't even, do they even make downhill bikes anymore? I wouldn't have a clue, I don't think so. I, if they do, they maybe just hide them. Because I think there's, like, them and GT are linked up somehow. Because I know the pits were always together, like Bryn was on GT. 
and oh, needles yeah. was on mongoose and we always pitted together and i was just sort of like tagging along with them yeah for the world cups yeah um so yeah that some manufacturing i know that's a lot of the time brands own more yeah. than one yeah. bike brand so obviously they're just like well we're gonna put all the money into gt yeah the mongoose thing's yeah. gonna go away that's cool i didn't yeah i didn't realize that yeah those Eddie Masters was your teammate. Yeah, Troy, yeah, bro. that's was, crazy. Hey, it was pretty funny. Um, no, that is that is weird. Mm. But um, so then you went from that, and then you went. Did you go straight to Kona after Mongoose? Yeah, so I did the like the national series, and I was doing a few World Cups, um, just sort of tagging along with the Mongoose team, yeah. like I said, and um, and then yeah, I, I won the national overall in Mongoose, and then I think what was this? Oh nine. Yeah, I felt like I was I was right so good, eh? But only sort of in Australia because I felt like I was just more confident. Once I went overseas, I was like, yeah, out of my comfort zone, and I sort of shit the bed a few times. It's funny the whole like literally your confidence goes out the window. You go from big fish little pond to little fish big pond. It's funny when you see guys go overseas and then they'll come back to Australia and they'll just like step their game up. Mm. Everyone's like, everyone thinks it's like the tracks they ride and all this other stuff, but it's no, it's the competition and the yeah. whole fact that like you realize when you're back, like you're, I don't know, you're, you're like bigger than this yeah, now or whatever. Yeah. So you just get heaps, heaps more confidence. Yeah. I reckon. And then you, that pushes you to that next kind of level. Yeah, but sure. it is hard, man. It's like, so like you see when people just do it straight away and you're just like, how, like yeah. how have you just like know, dealt with, dealt yeah. with this? It's, it's like, crazy. Dude, I would go to like the first world cup I did and I kept stopping because I thought someone was going to catch me. Yeah, like I was like that that mentality of like I'm going this slow that I'm going to get caught by someone. I definitely had that for sure. Oh, and then that plays in your head, and you don't ride. You like imagine, if, and then you always see like people like um, like Dave McMillan's a good example. Like I remember I was talking to Connor, and he was following Dave at Valdesol, and he's just like Dave's going to win this race. Like Dave's going so fucking <laughs> quick, and then we get to like race runs or whatever, qualifying. And Connor might be like top twenty or something, and Dave wouldn't even qualify. Yeah, yeah. And just like that whole confidence and like racing mentality, yeah. like you can have, be the best rider in the world, but if you can't actually put that into, yeah, I don't know what the word be, put into play or action or whatever. Yeah, it's just like fuck, it's gonna be hard. That's pretty funny because I always felt like I was the complete opposite you to know. that. So my first day of practice, I will be like the slowest person on track. Yeah. Even when I was with Flo, like teammates with your yeah, yeah, yeah. Flo Payette. Shout out to Flo Payette. Yeah. 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 He would follow me and, or try and follow me and you just have to stop and wait or he'll just jump in front and you'd just be like, how are you going so slow? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then you just turn it around. Come quality, I will sort of like struggle through, like I'd never sort of put a heater down, but it'd be enough. Mm. I'd just do enough, just safely. And then by race run, I usually like just risk my life and come like pretty good. Yeah. You turn so it around. I always figure it out. That's yeah. the thing. Like that's, People, that's like a racer, like mm. people that just ride yeah, yeah, yeah. well. It's like, I, I remember one thing that was like, it's always kind of cemented in my mind that like I'm a racer, not a, like, yes. a good rider was like, we went to Adelaide um, to do some, it was before National Champs and me, Connor, Fear and, and my brother Jade went out filming for, yep. for Kona and um, we went out there to his local track and we started just doing, getting clips and like Connor would do a section and I would do it. And like Jake's just like with this, and he'd show me the footage, and it was like night and day, man. Like yeah. I was like, holy fuck, I'm going slow, and holy shit, like he's going fast. Yeah. I like, definitely could have been going quicker. And I was like, I'm gonna race him in a week's time, a national champs. And it was just like, 
so demoralizing thinking like i just was like i'm gonna get absolutely hosed hey like he's so much faster than me yeah and then he went to national champs and i qualified faster than him by like 0.4 or something and then he beat me by like 0.3 yeah and i was just like what the fuck like how did like literally when i was watching the footage back i was like no why am i here like (laughs) i i I, I, jake stopped filming me yeah i was like there's no point of filming me like it's just gonna look stupid if you put up two like a video and you have me doing a section this slow and then Connor doing that fast. Like it's yeah. just going to make me look so bad. So we just stopped filming me and I just end up just doing like runs by myself. Yeah. And I was like the whole time, like that back of my mind, like, oh man, like what am I doing here? And like, how am I going to get to that, that point? And then obviously when I've got like in between the bunting, it's race time, the beeps are going, it just like, yeah, yeah. just kind of figure it get out. in the zone. But that is, yeah, I've always been like that. Like, mm. I've never been someone who can just go, like, slap a turn or, like, do a massive whip and all this other stuff that so many people, like, I see, I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. But then re- reverse it and they probably go, how the fuck do you go that fast? Yeah. And how do you get in that mindset? And how do you do that? Yeah. And obviously, that's probably better than, like, to be that way yeah, around because that's right, what yeah. you're going to get paid to do. Money, yeah, exactly. But it's just kind of crazy how, like, someone, I just don't understand how someone can be such a good, talented bike rider. Yeah. And then struggle with racing. Yeah. Like it just doesn't really, if you can, if you can hit a turn and control your bike so well and you've got the fitness, like why can't you win a race? Yeah, or why can't you be further up there? Yeah. Like even like you look at Kate Edwards, like that dude is probably one of the most talented bike riders I know. And the shit he can do. And I'm like, but when it comes to racing, like he, ha- he is a good racer, he has a good result, but his consistency is not there. I think his confidence for racing is it like how are you so confident doing a backflip over yeah. a 90 foot gap or something and doing these massive whips and shit but like you're not confident within racing yeah it's, it's just strange, like that weird eh? mindset i'm like if you can go backflip this canyon like that to me would scare the shit out of me and get me all nervous but you can like find a way in yourself to just relax enough to do it to and do pull it, it yeah. off i'm like why can't you do that with a race because that's just it's you're riding your bike it's yeah. just you're not yeah it's just exactly the same thing so I always I find like it's it be it's just like how do people like they just need to find out how they obviously get through doing something like that like doing something really gnarly like a big gap or back or just something yeah. like that and work out how you've got yourself down to like a calm level and then just put that into racing because it's the mm-hmm. same same thing but that is it is tricky though I always and, wonder like so say someone because one thing I've always done my whole career is when I watch practice I'm like blown away. Mm. how fast everyone goes yeah and then i sort of like lose a bit of confidence in myself because i don't really believe i can go that fast yeah yeah exactly that come race run i usually do I, but like, I wonder if like someone like say davy or kate or whatever yeah they're ripping practice or whoever just yeah. absolutely mincing practice and then if they do their race run do they feel shit or do they just feel like yeah is, as, it, is they're it, still ripping yeah like, it's different no i think i think they just I know I've talked to people, like even my cousin, um, when I rode with him at Mount Beauty, when there was a race there, I was riding with him and like pushing to keep up with him. And then I think I ended up winning the race like outright and I think he got like 12th or something. Yeah. But like way off my time, like I was pushing to keep up with you. And then in my race run, I was pushing still, but like you should be a lot closer. Like it didn't make sense to me, but I think they just like they're literally the mindset in their head, they like freak out and they make stupid mistakes and just like it all adds up. But yeah, it is a weird. It is really weird how that kind of works out. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? I was going back to um, yeah. When you said you see people um, at a race that you're like they're they're tapped, and yeah. then you're like, I'm always look at someone. I'm like, I beat you by like a lot. Like yeah. I put like ten seconds in you, and you just did this section way faster than 
like you don't think and then you yeah. obviously see like footage of yourself and you're like holy like you're like, actually shit. going that quick yeah but like obviously the um perspective of like riding to watching is completely because yeah. it doesn't feel that like no it doesn't, it doesn't like, feel that fast i man. love when like you hit a gap or something and like you just be chilled and someone's like holy fuck man yeah. that was so gnarly and you're like like i didn't feel like it was just felt fine it just felt normal yeah but that's like i don't even watch really try and watch people practice it like a big series or national series or anything anymore because it kind of puts me off because yeah. if i see someone come through even if they don't get sketchy they get sketchy it's even worse but yeah. if they come through and do a section super pin and then I kind of know that I can beat them by a lot. I'm like, how fucking fast am I hitting this? Yeah. And like, then it kind of like, shit, like this, I don't know, it just kind of plays in your head a bit. And then if they get sketchy or hit something, then I think, oh shit, I can't, like it, it just kind of plays in your mind. Yeah. So whether, I just kind of just do my own thing, kind yeah. of like worry about what I need to do. I wish I had done a lot of that, a lot more of that anyway. Like just kind of not worrying about yeah. yourself. Just not watching people and just sort of focus on me. And yeah, know exactly. That like it's good fun. sometimes. Yeah. I think the best thing, like at World Cups, if you've got like a spotter out there, like if you've got like a team manager or something, because then yeah. they can obviously get video and then they can kind of just like talk you through lines, especially if you've got someone that knows what they're doing. So we'd have like, when we had Bernat Guardia on Intense, yeah. he would like walk the track and he would like video lines and then be like, hey, this is good, that's good. And I know it's hard to compare lines because it's like obviously people can do things quicker yeah, and slower yeah. and everything. Yeah. But just the fact is like everyone's doing like all the fast guys are doing this line, it looks the best. And then you try, you already have an understanding of like that's better before yep. you even try it. Just take some of the guesswork out of it. Because I know I'd go to World Cups now and if I had like a spotter or something, like this is the line, I just believe them and do it. Yep. And then obviously I'll see if it works for me. But like if I do it and it works, I'm like, yep, that's it. Like I've put a lot more faith into into other people, I guess. Because I used to just be like, no, I'm doing this line. This is it. This is the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just like, I don't know, a bit like, because I feel like I'm just this thing now where I'm like, you be more open to help. Yeah. To like actually get advice from people. Because yep. a lot of the time I'll just be like, nah, this is the only way you can do it. And you're just like, fuck, what are you, like, stop being a dumb kid and like actually listen to people. Don't yeah. just be like, I, I know best kind of thing. There's just sometimes though when I will have like a line or something or a gap and everyone's like, nah, it's not working. I'm like, nah, I feel like I, I can feel, do yeah. it. And then when you get to that, it's like, you kind of got to be that like, dumb kid in a way yeah. like you know you know within yourself like even if it might be a tenth slower you might get confidence from doing something doing, that yeah. might build you further down like i remember when i was younger we went to this race at lithgow and it was this line and i remember i like jumped into it and i just remember like i don't know if it was quicker or slower but i remember i jumped in there and it just got me so amped because like you gapped in this like off camera bit this real long you might have been at that race too it was, was like it nationals no, it was just a Lithgow round. I think Reese What are you doing in Liffey? I just got a... Me, um, Kate Humphreys and... Who else went up? Well, yeah, we just went up there for a race randomly when I was like... I think I raced under 17. I was 15 or 16. Yeah, okay. I just went racing for the sake of racing. Yeah. And I think Reese Atkinson won it. Yeah, but I didn't know anyone back then. Yeah. Tom Crimmins hosed me. It was the one, yeah, where it was... There's a picture on the podium. It's Tom Crimmins. I got second and Jack Moyer got third. Oh, really? And I didn't know Tom or Jack at the time. Yeah, okay. It's just, fuck, yeah. I always post it up. It's crazy. But I remember I was doing a line um, halfway down where I didn't even know it was faster or not. But I remember I, like, full jumped in the off-camber off and it was real drifty. And I remember i just do it and it just made me feel good. Like, yeah. I was just like, this is sick. Like, I remember pedaling into it like, oh, like it's coming up. Yeah. And I'd just gap into it. And then for the rest of the run, I was, like, on a high. I think I felt like there was a section I remember watching the video of Sam Hill gapping into these rocks. And it just, I felt the same. Like that, yeah. So I was like, I felt like Sam Hill jumping into this. And then that gave me like yeah. a high. So I'm like, even if it's quicker, slow, whatever, I got yeah. such a high feeling out of it, I would have ridden better to the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's like sometimes you just got to do those things where you're like, it might not be the best thing ever, but if It'll it makes you, yeah, if it makes down, you feel yeah. better, man, yeah. it like gets you like ant for the rest of the run. Yeah. Like just do it. Like that's like it at Worlds when I crash, those people are like, oh, you shouldn't have done that gap or whatever. And I was like, why? I've done it before. Yeah. It was going to be quicker. Yeah. I might as well just try and go for it. And if I nailed it, I'm sure I would have been pumped for the next bit. Like, yeah. You know when you shit really shit. nail a line, yeah, you're just like, yep, like the shit's happening. And then I yeah. feel like you get more focused, more controlled, and then it just like builds on and builds on. So I hate when people are like, oh, I shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, that's just, just like, doesn't oh, make sense. Right? Especially if you've been practicing it. Yeah, if you've done it already. Yeah. It's just like, just go for it. Yeah. You're saying, do you kind of do, do you, what was like the biggest difference you found from like when you went to downhill and kind of gone over to enduro now? Like, um, do you feel like you need stuff like that, like in a long, like an eight minute run or something? You kind of want things that kind of get you excited again? Because <laughs> oh, obviously, for sure. Dude, people, you're to hang on for, well, yeah, some of these runs are like, I think the first stage at Medina is going to be like 16 minutes. Yeah. So you get like 10 minutes, like you kind of want a bit of a pick-me-up again. Yeah. Well, um, and it's also kind of blind. So, yeah, I guess if you can gap some shit and get a bit of buzz. Yeah, do something. Because I know in Whistler there's one that's like 25 minutes. Yeah, so I did. that's the only other enduro I've done. You've done Whistler. Yeah, in 2017. And that was, yeah, dude, that's full on. Besides the besides the battles you've been having with Timmy, oh and, yeah, and, besides um, smoking Timmy on, where was the, on the regular, yeah, he was telling me when he we did the podcast with him, he's just like J Bud didn't put his times in. He was down the bottom, he just kept smiling or something. He's like, why hasn't he put his times in yet? And he's getting all competitive. That was funny to watch, like yeah. the back and forth. Yeah, he's going. Is he going over? Yeah, he's down there now already cheating. Oh, he's already, right on, the he's tracks, already yeah. on the track. Yeah, oh, no, nah, that was good. Timmy and I've been racing together for so long. So. Yeah, how long has that been now? Well, I met Tim at Lithgow at a state round in like 06, maybe, 05, 06. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. That's like just the, because I started racing downhill 2007. Yeah, okay. I started, yeah, 05. So I would have met him 05, 06. That's crazy. We kind of started at a similar time. Yeah. You've seen him so older. much. How old are you now? I'm 29, dude. Which I wasn't that, it's not that much further. If I said like my house, my housemate's turning 30, that's some shit. Yeah, happens. I'm turning 30 real soon. Damn, you're going to have a big party. Medina. Are you trying to, really? <laughs> are you going to have a big party? Oh, if I do all right, maybe. If you do all right. No, no like in Medina or like when you get well, home? Well, I was thinking maybe um, the Supercross weekend, which oh, is, but that's yeah. the weekend before Cannonball. So I really want to feel good at Cannonball. So I don't know. Oh, you don't have to go that big. Yeah. I'm on this new thing I was telling you. Yeah. You actually have to get that messed up <laughs> to have a good time. I keep telling that's people, true. I'm like, you don't have to like chase this high just because you go out, you know, obviously I was the same. You just want to get real drunk. Yeah. And, like, just be like, on just an absolute level. expected to be. Yeah, exactly. Where like I've just been, like I said, I went out the other night, had two drinks, and I was just like danced at the time. Like probably sweated all the alcohol out by the time I yeah. went home anyway. Yeah, and then felt mm. sweet. Got up, went for a ride. I think it's just that whole thing. Like you, just, I stopped chasing a high. Like I was just like just be happy with what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Like instead of being like, you see people always like chasing girls or like going to different clubs. Like they're always chasing. Yeah, yeah something chasing like something. a better time, a more yeah. exciting person, all this shit. Where I'm like, if you're just happy with like. This is this is sick. I'm around good people. I'm like having fun. I might just dance or something dance, yeah. and like just talk. Just cause I go out now and I just have general conversations with people. And yeah. Just, and be, yeah. I'm like, and most of the time, even when I talk to people, like most of the time, it's just this like same drunk conversation. So I just try and steer it off the just the normal, the normal, yeah, basic shit that we always talk about, and then try and get into other stuff, and then that normally snowballs into something good as yeah. well. So you actually have like more interesting conversations with people than just like. 
what have you been doing? Oh, working. Oh, yeah. How's that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like it goes nowhere. Yeah. So just try and like, even just ask them stuff they probably, you probably, you actually generally want to know. Like that's another thing. People just like always, I know, are not too scared, but they just like don't ask more personal questions, yeah, I yeah. guess. So I'm just like, I try and do that more. And then as soon as you do that, then they open up a lot more, which makes it easy. But yeah, like everyone's probably thinking from my Instagram and Facebook and all that, that I've just been on an absolute party train lately, which I have been like going, I was saying to you, like I've been going out a lot, but I haven't been drinking a lot. Like that's the thing, like every day, like I'd go out and like, I put up videos of me dancing. Everyone probably thinks, oh, Dean's really drunk and fucked up and whatever, but like, probably only had two drinks or whatever yeah. and then i dance for literally like i reckon in byron i danced for three hours and like sweated all that alcohol back out went for a swim like went went back went for a swim that night had a shower feel fresh go to bed wake up go to the beach was meditating went swimming again stretching then go for a run or something like yeah it's just like i feel fine yeah, and, it's yeah. Like, and i had such a good time so it's like people think now it's like Oh, go out! Oh, I've got to get absolutely hammered. Like it's like exciting, like something exciting, like a birthday or yeah, something yeah. or an event. And I'm going to get absolutely hammered, and then I'm going to feel shit tomorrow and not do anything. And I'm just like, you can just not like you can still have enjoyment without yeah. being on an absolute level, and then you can still do stuff the next day. Like even when I went out sat this Saturday night, and then the next day I went up and went to Bar Jug, and like I was I was fine. Like I don't think anyone. I was a bit tired. Yeah. And then I was coming home. And I was like, God, I could have a nap. I was like, nah, fuck that. Got home and then went to the gym with Matt and then just felt, and just picked me back yeah, up again. Back up, yeah. But I was listening to this how Harry Bink did a podcast and he was saying like, everyone goes out and gets drunk and then they just go mope around the house and then eat shit food like yeah. KFC and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you literally, relate. yeah, you're like kicking yourself while you're down though. You're really like feeling shit. Yeah. And then you're eating food that makes you feel shit yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's like just doubling up. So it's like, if you feel hungover, it's like, Go for a run or something, mm. or like just get your body moving. Get endorphins going. Yeah, that's it. Get your endorphins. Sweat out the alcohol. Like go on a sauna if that was possible. But like just start um start doing something. Yeah. Because when you start doing it, it's like it wakes you up and gets you going yeah, yeah. again. But yeah, when you obviously you see people that get hungover and then they just come sit inside, watch a movie, eat yeah. shitty food, and then just feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. And then that makes the hangover just go longer. So you'd be like have a hangover for two days for two instead days, of maybe yeah. like a bit of the morning. And you feel shit, but I think, yeah, I think people just get this mentality. I swear people like to just sulk and sulk about, like, oh, I had a massive night. Oh, yeah. I feel so. It's like it's a good thing. And I'm just like, shut up. Like, yeah. like I don't think, I hate negative people anymore. Hey, like, I've got a few friends and I just snap me, like, oh, I did this and now, like, oh, I'm broke or something. I'm just like, just, it's not bad or anything. It's just like, it's just, I just can't give a fuck yeah. anymore. Hey, it's like, oh, I'm going to work on Saturday, boo-hoo to me or whatever. I'm like, shut the fuck up, get a different job, yeah. do something else. Like, well, I think like I've, will say growing up, you think back to how many times you've been around negative people mm. and it sort of just became the norm and you just didn't really think yeah. about it. But once you recognize who they are and, and how negative they are and, yeah. and you try and avoid them, man, it's so good. Yeah, so much better. Because that's so like, I swear, like, uh, like once you go around people that are generally positive and mm. like every every time you see them they've got something positive to yeah, say yeah. or like they're just excited it's like man that just like makes you excited and it's just like that's all i've been feeling lately and it's like well, that's and like it's the only people i want to be around yeah, yeah i've literally got this thing now where i'm like if you're negative i just like i'm not going to be mean to you but i'm just not going to talk to you yeah like, i'm just going to distance myself yeah sure. and then like it just because it's like people i hate when people are like oh i hate that bitch or i hate that guy he posts all this stuff on Instagram. I'm like, there's an unfollow button right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. 
press that button. He's gone. She's gone. Yeah. Like, get them out of your life. It's yeah. not hard to do. But people have these things, oh, no, I can't. He's friends with my friend's sister that walks my <laughs> dog on Thursday. So if I saw him, it'd be weird. And I was like, what do you care, though? If you don't like them, why does it care if it's weird if you see yeah. them? Like... People care so much about what other people think. Yeah. It's like, even myself, like, I always, yeah. I was always wonder why people would unfollow me. And I had like that unfollow up when I was younger. And I'd be like, why is this person not following me? And then I'd like take offense to it. But now I'm like, they don't have to follow me. Like, they don't have to like me. Like, why should I force someone to like me? Yeah. So it's like, if they don't want to follow me and see my shit, like, I don't want to see people shit all the time. I unfollow people all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I just don't want to see you post photos of maybe like your dog or like, dinner or like whatever you're posting I just don't care about yeah but I'm like that doesn't mean I don't like you yeah yeah. I've got anything against you I just don't want to see this shit you're posting which and then I understand that now for myself like and it was funny when I did the um that podcast with Gypsy Tales I actually had a heap of people unfollow me yeah I got a heap of positive from it as well but then I was posting stuff and a heap of people unfollowing me as well yeah and I thought it was funny because I was like fuck why are they doing like like and I had this moment where I was like, oh, like, why? And then I was going to get the, that app again that showed yeah, who was sure, doing it. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like kind of in the mindset of doing that. And I was like, why do I care? Yeah. Like, this is me. And I'm being mean. If someone doesn't follow it, that's fine. They don't yeah. have, that's the whole, like, you don't have to like me. And, like, I'm happy with them not liking me. Yeah. That's what I feel like everyone is trying to get. It's just yeah. people to like them. But I'm like, you don't have to. Like, if you're being yourself, you're going to attract the people that you should like you. Yeah. If you're not being you, you're just attracting this facade, like you have this facade of people that like this fake you or whatever. And it might have just been because I'm not posting bike photos and most of my followers are bike related. Yeah. But whatever, whatever it may be, it's just like it was happening. But I'm just like saying how I've just been enjoying posting what I'm doing. Like, yeah. And then everything I'm doing is like what I'm doing. I'm not like making up shit. I'm not like trying to make out like I'm having more fun or doing more shit than I am or like post all stuff. So everything I'm putting up is like what's happening in my life now. Yeah. And it's like genuinely me and yeah. what I'm doing. So I'm like, I'd like that. And then I'm going to start right, like getting back into racing and bikes and all that. Yeah. And then that's going to come back onto my Instagram and social media yeah. and all that, which obviously that's what people like. But I'm like, then I'll be actually doing it. I won't be being like, oh, put up like old photos or stuff like that. I'll be like, this is what's happening now. Yeah. So I feel like when, if like all social media, it should be, you should just be portraying what you're doing. That's what we were talking about last night, hey? How, um, how you want to portray like a professional Yeah, facade, Yeah, but, but it's the thing. It's like people, like I understand like there is like a lot of young eyes and ears and people like you are under the microscope a little bit. So it's like there is some stuff you've got to be like mindful of and aware of. But like I don't want to just be a fucking white bit of bread because mm. I'm scared of what someone else will think. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to be myself and literally, yeah, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And it's like, people like character. People yeah, like sure, something like, and that's like, I'm not even trying to be a character. I'm just trying to be myself. Yeah. And I think people do enjoy, obviously they enjoy the podcast. People that talk to me about that. People enjoy, should I post? Like, it's just a bit different. And I'm yeah, like, I'm not good. doing it for any other reason to, this is how I've always been. Like someone messaged me the other day saying like, you should probably shouldn't post this. I'm like, why? Like, this is the shit. This is not new. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not like I'm suddenly like trying to be someone else. I'm like, this has been me from the get go. Yeah. And I don't want to, cause I did have a, like a little amount of time where I was like, I've got to not do things because of other people like sponsors yeah. and like whatnot. And even the stuff I wasn't doing, it wasn't like it was bad or anything. I wasn't like promoting bad stuff, but I was just still overthinking it, I think. And now I've just been like, nah, I'm just going to, 
post me. I think this is cool. You can hate it. Yeah, Unfollow yeah. me. Like it. Do whatever you want with yeah. it. But it's like that whole, you've got to worry about yourself before you worry about everyone else. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone's always so worried about, if I put this photo up or this video, like if I like this or do that, what's everyone else going to think? When it's like, fuck that off altogether and then worry about what you want to do and what you see is like helping yourself or promoting yourself or being yourself. And then once you do that, all the other shit just like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like yeah. if I put up a photo and you hated it, I couldn't care. Yeah. Like, yeah really. Exactly. Like, and that should be with anyone. It's like, if yeah. I like this photo, I think I look good or the scenery looks good or whatever. Yeah. Like why does anything else matter? Like if it makes you feel good, yeah. who gives a shit if people like it or don't like it or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a good thing how they put the no likes on photos Yeah, and actually, because it definitely affected me, like... Oh, it's an ego um, trip. It's me ego trip. And, like, I would actually... I mean, I'm not a massive following on social media, but if I put a photo up and I got, like, rubbish likes, I would Like, it actually yeah. would affect me. Yeah, you, and you I'd feel... And like, I'd always question, like, why do I care? Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. But so now I'm, like, I'm actually quite pumped because now I don't even look. Yeah, you don't check I it, don't yeah. Know. I thought it was funny because I'd post a photo that I actually generally like. I'd Mm. post a photo of like me with like a heap of friends at a cool place and no one would like it. I'd get like 400 likes. I'd post a photo of my wheel hub or like tire or like chain or sprocket and be like 4,000. And I'm like, I understand everyone follows me for writing, but it's like they generally like aren't really interested in me as a person. Like this is what I like. This is what interests me. And I'm like, that's what I want to get across more. So I'm like, if you follow me for that's like, Literally, yeah, just say three and a half people only follow me for bike riding, which I understand that. Yeah. But like, they, how many of them actually care about what I do outside of racing? Yeah, yeah. Which is like, it's like we say, we, we race a bike for what? Three, three minutes, three and a half minutes, seven times a year. Hmm. That's it. Like, we live life, we do with others. Yeah. So much more shit yeah. outside of that. I'm like, I thought people would get interested in that as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm all about that. Bit of variety. Yeah. See what like, you're doing like, and then off the track. Yeah, exactly. Like People always like the whole day in the life videos and behind the scenes and stuff, but then they say they like that or they get into them, but then you kind of put stuff on Instagram or stuff behind, like not racing, and then yeah. no one actually does really like it. Yeah. Like That's the funny thing that, I don't know, it's a bit it's a bit funny, but I always try to think about it like, you get you know said you didn't have that many followers or whatever like I look at it like Joe Rogan's dog has like three times the amount of followers as me and you think like <laughs> there's so many people that probably think they're a big deal because I've got like a K next to their numbers or whatever yeah. but I'm like the grand scheme of things it's just like yeah Kanye West baby's got probably five million yeah like it's just the yeah the whole concept was just funny when people get so caught up I hate when people get caught up on. Mm. Instagram, like I know even myself, it's like it is there, like it's been hardwired into our brains yeah. now that it's like even like a social tool, it's like you looked at as different because you've got more followers or whatever. And yeah. like it's such a oh, it's just it's kind of gross, really. Mm. It's like, and then you think you like this different status because you've got people, yeah, people yeah. look at your pictures. Yeah. It's like so dumb when you think about it like that. It's like, and then most people that have lots of followers are just not generally that good of people like yeah. not like obviously there is and there isn't but i think people just get a bit snobby and a bit like i'm um, better than yeah, you in a way yeah. and it's just like oh it's funny you meet like someone that like you meet someone they're actually really cool and then you probably check they've got like 200 followers and you're like you're just a generally yeah, nice good, good person yeah. but people get this idea that like yeah it's some fucking status symbol that's just like yeah it's it's it, yeah i'd love for it if it would all just crashed one day yeah just like start over or something yeah, I definitely got caught up in it, like, and I sort of realized, and I deleted it for like three months. Yeah, I tried to go a week without it, and I just felt so good. Yeah, I had like, but it was pretty crazy because I'm sitting in an excavator all day. Yeah, 
and I'll do a few bit of work and then I'll stop and I'll literally grab my phone, pull it up. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I've got no socials. Put it back. And like yeah. the amount of times just out of you habit. Did, yeah, have it. Just yeah. for a quick flick every like couple of minutes. It was ridiculous. Hey? Well, it's like when I go on my phone to do something. And then I'll just be like, maybe I had to like ring someone or do something. And then you just end up back on Instagram yeah. or Facebook, like just have it yeah. and just click on it. And it's just like, it's just too much. And it's all the time. And even now, like I don't actually scroll Instagram or like look at stories that much, but I'm constantly replying to people. Yeah. And I feel, because I, I just hate leaving people hanging. But at the same time, it's just like, I just don't want to spend my whole life replying to people. Like it's just, and they're all like nice messages and stuff. Like it's, no one's really mean or anything like that, but it's just like, okay, like at the moment, I think I've got like 40 requested messages or something and then another maybe 15 people have messaged me. Yeah. And I think I don't want to just go through and like all them because I just look like a dick. Yeah. But if I go through and reply to each one properly, it's just like it turns a into like, reply, yeah, yeah, it turns into fucking minutes and then half an hour goes by and then an hour and I'm like, and then they all reply back to what I reply to and it's just like, oh, like I don't want to complain. Like it's nice. I, like I love getting supportive messages yeah. and like when I did the Gypsy Tales podcast, I had over a hundred people message yeah, me about so how it helped. And I was like, I want to reply to every single one of these personally. Like I don't yeah. want to just do a copy and paste. And I don't want to like them. I want to like actually put heart and like effort into yeah, it. Yeah. But man, like two, three, more than a week. It was every day I would wake up and just like, it was like doing emails or like, it was like the literally work. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wake up and like people telling me how like their father passed away and how they've, one guy said he's like he's always thought he wanted professional help but never kind of had the courage and he listened to my podcast and then he went and saw a psychologist the next day. Like shit like that, man. I'm just like Yeah. Taken back by it a bit, but I'm just like, I don't want to just like just like that guy's comment or like DM or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to just be like, Oh, that's good. Like I wanna be like actually talk about what he said to me. Because people write like a novel. And I'm like, imagine if I just like that. Yeah. Like I'm sure I'm sure like most of them probably wouldn't care, but some of them might be like, Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of them do understand. Like a few of them said, I understand you get a lot of messages and what I'm like, fuck, like, yeah, more, more than more than normally. But yeah. it's just, yeah, it gets to that point where it's like, you, yeah, I just don't want to be stuck on my phone replying to people, but I do enjoy talking to people. Yeah, and yeah. I do want to, if I give out a message and it affects someone, I want to talk to them more yeah. about it and try and, but like I said, like, it's just hard, especially when kids and stuff are like, oh, what can we go, like, we need to go riding and stuff. And I'm like, there's maybe 10 or so kids that are all asking me to go yeah, riding. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to have the time to just do shit I want to do. And then it's like... Build your van. Yeah, build the van, help <laughs> the coast. Like, I just want to live life a bit. And it's just like, I want to obviously have that in, in as well. But then I'm, like, I'm helping this Ollie Davis kid. I'm yep. like, I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can. And yeah, it just gets, I don't know, just the whole... I Like, I had a point where I just wanted to just like delete Instagram as yep. well. Just go off the grid for a bit. But... I just, I just think I just, it's obviously so part of my job. Now, yeah, for sure. Where it's like obviously being it like looked up to and being on this like kind of image of like a good athlete and whatever. And you get so much of our, I don't know, our value out of Instagram yep. now. It's like if I delete it, I thought messages are going to keep piling up. I'm going to have to check them one day. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a dick. So it's yeah. like just a constant thing. But I think I'm going to, I'll definitely miss it when like when <laughs> kids and Parents and everyone aren't messaging me, but just right now it's just a bit full on. Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> oh, let me go again. Um, how long are we going for? A bit done. What I wanted to also talk to you about when you started racing World Cups, who you're on? You're on Mongoose back then. Yes, I was like, oh wait, I did a three month stint with um, Will Rishpeth, who was a 
Oh, sorry, no, 07, Junior Worlds. That was with... Um, oh, so did he, he got you into it, right? That's what you're saying. No, no, he, he's just like someone that I met racing. So he's from Adelaide, I'm from Coffs. Yeah. We're so far apart, but we met racing. And um, we did a week camp with Scotty Sharples, who was a downhill yeah. coach then, and Paul Beck. Yeah. And we just sort of got along and got his number and just became good mates. But he, like, I guess he, those those trips, the van life sort of thing, like yeah. the trips overseas, he sort of, like, inspired it. And, um, and yeah, that's sort of how we got going. And you started off with that. And that then been, how long were you racing before you became teammates with Flo? Um, it was, that was only 10, wasn't so it? I did, yeah, so I did 07 juniors 08 09 2010 and then had a knee injury and i had nothing lined up for next year yeah and um i just got a message of gary payer from switzerland yeah and um he had this good offer on the table and i took it and then went straight to south africa for the first world cup and met Flo. yeah and we it. just like yeah at first because he spoke very little what english year was that was 2011 Okay, I met Flo in Africa as well in 2014. Really? Yeah, no way. We both went to a bar, and this is this is my first year elite, and we went to this bar. It was like a pre-party World Cup thing, and there was like Greg and Steve and like Stevie and like, yeah. but I I didn't know any of them properly. Like I was like that young kid, and I was just like kind of like awkward hanging out. Didn't know how to like introduce myself. Like just just a kid still. Yeah. And Flo was there, and he didn't know anyone either. His English wasn't yeah. great. It wasn't bad. Anyway, we're just at the bar and we started chatting. And we just literally him and me just chatted for ages. Just that was the first experience I had with him. Yeah. And then like, just from that chat, every time we're at World Cup, we'd be like, "Oh, hey, Flo," and we'd be like, "Hey, Dan," and we just kind of go from there. Yeah. So then when we got on the team, we're like, we already had a relationship, but like, because obviously you know everyone, but we kind of had a bit more, I guess you'd say. Yeah. But it was like we kind of already knew each other, and then when that happened, I was like, "Oh, this is." It's just cool to think like we just met each other. In 2014 in a bar, and yeah. now we've just been teammates this whole year, and like yeah. he had all these good times and all the, like what comes from it, which is pretty cool. Like how it all starts, like you said, your teammates with Troy Brosnan and yeah. and Eddie and all that. It's yeah, just funny how it changes. Yeah, it's crazy. No, so Flo, how, how many years were you legend. with with Flo? Um, 2011 and 2012. And then did you? Do you when did you have? You went on a break. Yeah, that was end of 2012, and that was just that's that's like my first year was your last sort year. of last year. Yeah. Um, it was sort of just like burnt out. The team was really good and just, um, but yeah, just sort of living away, the injuries. I wasn't sort of getting the results that I wanted to. Yeah. So it was sort of like just really bringing me down and exhausting sort of thing. Yeah, I get you. Um, and that was when I was 22 and I was sort of thinking about my career at home and like maybe having a backup plan if it didn't work out. Yeah. So I got stuck in to like a, a career, found my, what I wanted to do, which yeah. was earth moving. Yeah. Just because it's easy on the body and sort of like a, every child's dream, yeah, I guess, yeah, playing yeah. with dirt, diggers yeah. and shit. Um, yeah, so that was sort of like came into focus. I had a girlfriend, so that definitely would have pulled me out of my racing mind, I guess, maybe. Yeah, yeah well, um, that kind of helped pull yeah, away from it. Yeah, which now looking back, I'm sort of a bit, oh, it is what it is. Like you live and learn sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, go through it. Yeah. Well, I know when I like had a girlfriend when I first started going away, I was so invested back home. I Ooh. didn't appreciate or enjoy what yeah. I was actually like, what was happening. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've got to go, like, just get up early, talk on the phone, yeah. go to bed late, talk on the phone. Like, I had opportunities to go look at really cool shit that I just passed up because of the person back home that yeah, was dude. doing, not like nothing exciting, but just living a jet, like a normal life yeah. that you knew already, like that you'd been in that, but it was like, I think you just get caught up in that 
I don't know, whole love thing and yeah. you just miss that person. But it's, And then you feel like if you don't talk to them, maybe that will be the bad thing that yeah. goes wrong. So it's... It draws it is, you away it from is racing yeah, so you, much. Your, like, your focus is not yeah. where it should be. And now this year, like I've gone away single and just... Yeah. Obviously, it's just, it's just better because I just, I just appreciate being in Europe more. Like yeah. I went over this year... And I was going to be away the whole year. And I, I easily think I could have, with past years, I'm away for a month and I was like, get me home. Yeah. And I did end up coming home for like five days in the middle. But even then, I was like, as soon as I came home, like, get me back to Europe. Like, I wasn't, normally I'm like, oh, fuck, I want to stay home for a bit. But I was like, complete opposite. I was yeah. like, get me back to summer, get me back to Europe. But yeah, it does take a big toll on you. And people yeah. don't see that. Especially if you don't have a girlfriend that is could be as supporting as she is yeah. or like, might be just not supportive but just like wants a lot of attention yeah a little insecure yeah which is it's hard it is hard as well because like you're over in europe they probably think you're having the time of your life you are having a good time but you're in europe racing your bike and they're at home kind of stuck doing what they're doing obviously it's we're doing a more exciting job so i can see how they're like they do get a bit more insecure about the whole thing but still it's yeah it definitely is hard to find a person that can deal with you going hey i'm in europe for three weeks or whatever the other thing is, like, if I did it again, I'd definitely try and fly them over yep. more often. So then, like, they can actually experience it and be in Europe, and then you can experience it together. Yeah. But at the moment, I think I'm going to be single for a while. Yeah. I'm enjoying that too, way too much. Yeah, it's been I'm way too much fun. Yep. But that was, so 2012, you finished. Yeah. And then you just, yeah. Just I didn't touch a bike, like, the whole of 2013. <clears throat> I think I just bought a moto, and I was just motoing down. Yeah. Um. And then 2014, I honestly didn't watch a World Cup or anything that whole just year. Completely went I was blank. so... I was like, it's kind of strange. I was like partially bitter because I knew I should be there. I felt like I deserved to be there. Yeah. But it was weird. Eh? I just didn't really care about it. I was like, nah, just so off it. And then 2014, I sort of still did the same sort of thing. I was still bitter for some like just for yeah. a stupid reason. Like looking back, I'm like, you're an idiot. Why did you care? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's a whole like, thing. Why was I bitter? Like, yeah, you should just. Trying to find ways to deal with yeah. like how you're feeling and going like, oh, well, if I want to do it that bad, I'll actually... Yeah, exactly. If you're feeling that negative about it, well, why don't I turn that into a positive and yep. go after it again or something? And um, and then 2014, I got the itch to start racing again. Yeah. Um, so I hit Giant up in Australia and they had a pretty sweet deal for Aussie, like yeah. for the Aussie races. So I started doing that. And, um, and then so that was 2014 and then it led into 2015 and I sort of like started finding my feet again. Yeah. Had a couple massive crashes like two of the biggest crashes of my life and um that put a little bit of a downer on like the whole i guess comeback or kind of yeah, like trying yeah. to come back yeah you're just building into it then yeah you get a, I had a wall come up again two massive crashes at the start of 2015 on the same bike and i i broke i didn't know at the time but i broke my t5 and t6 yeah and got scans and everything in coffs harbour hospital yeah but they didn't pick anything up how good is that? I just missed. Yeah. How do you miss this? And this is this is like crazy because I was just I like was I had six weeks off. I did like just tried not to do any exercise and just was really careful. Still working. Yeah. And then I had another crash in Threadbow, and it was the same sort of thing. Just a big over the bars, like just not comfortable on that bike, and and I had the same sort of pain. And um, when I got checked again, and they didn't find anything. Um. Anyway, skipped twelve or was eighteen months. And when I dislocated my hip in Fort William, yeah, and they put the dye through my body, and, one, found, and they found, and they found they're like, "Why is your T five and T six fused together?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And they said, "You've broken your back, like twelve to eighteen months ago." And I was and like, they, "What?" They and then know. they said, "Think back to like twelve to eighteen months ago. What yeah. do you do?" Well, a lot of people break their vertebrae, like even at work. Like, yeah, people, so many people do it, but are unknown. But yeah, 
So um, that was sort of twenty. That was sort of like me trying to find my speed again and, and just getting, had a few setbacks. Yeah, just getting yeah. Hit, hit with fucking. And that was sort of like hearts. yeah, and that sort of like sort of killed it for me again a little bit as well. And that's, then it's funny how like yeah, like an injury or something can like change your your like your yeah. mindset completely and what you want to do because I was talking to someone. The other day, because um, the big series, like the bar jog race, just happened, and I was going to race it, but I haven't pra- like I haven't been on my downhill bike since snowshoe, and bar jog's pretty gnarly track on the best of days. So I'm like, yeah. and normally I just go race it and then try and obviously do well, but then it's like I'm going back to racing, haven't touched my bike, haven't practiced on it at all, and I'm trying to like jump back in the deep end. And I did that last year at Beauty, and I just I remember I just felt terrible. Like yeah. I, I like I was like definitely put on weight, lost muscle hadn't ridden and I came back and I just felt I just didn't ride well yeah. compared to where I'm normally at and then I just hated it didn't enjoy it and then I think I got second or something because we got quality results but I was like I just bummed out man I was like and I went from like getting back into racing and it was early as well so I probably shouldn't even been like racing yeah, when yeah. I did but I was like I'm bummed about racing now yeah and I had a shit race and I don't want to ride my bike just now. killed the bike yeah I just killed it yeah. completely so now this year I was like no nah, I'm gonna be smart about it I'm gonna wait prop like until Narby's gonna be my first race back. Is that next month? It's the end of this month, the thirtieth. Yeah, the thirtieth okay. and the first, or the 29th and the thirtieth. It's a supercross weekend. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go practice and then go to supercross and then go back to How far is that? Oh, it's only like an hour and a half. Oh, okay. it's so far, yeah. Yep. So I'm gonna do that. But it's funny that like yeah, I got so bummed out about it. I was like, it was did the complete opposite that I thought it was gonna do. Yeah. And then I went to Narby like a few weeks later and then I rode it there. I was like, oh actually I do like ride bikes. Yeah, and yeah. then I kinda like built in it from there, but now to me, I'm like I'm. I feel like I'm getting more mature where I can because I was like I can't go to a big race and not race. I'm like, why not? Like I was just gonna not go because I, I thought to myself I can't go and not race. Yeah. But I'm like, why? Like literally, why? Why can't I just rock up? And like I rocked up and just talked to heaps of people. Like had my shirt, had the goggles out, um, did like presentation, gave people medals and shit, and like was just there. Yeah. And like I love being there, man. Like the amount of people like that are excited to see me is like, a pretty cool thing. Like you don't go many places where like everyone's generally really excited to see you so i'm like why wouldn't i go there and just hang out and yeah. if, it's, if people get something out of that that's cool yeah and then i just like seeing everyone it wasn't far away went with the shingleback guy he looked yeah just had a little setup i was like this is cool just doing this then navi i'll go there and i'll race and yeah get back in the swing yeah. of things but that's like i want to race like i'll start practicing right down in the next couple of weeks and then now was like the first race and then from then on it's just like we're go time again yeah so cannibal the weekend after yeah cannibal the weekend after that I don't know. It's funny, Cannonball, because I never do well there, besides when I think I win, when the timing fucks oh, up. Oh, that's right. But yeah. besides that, oh, man. That was that was cool. That was, for like, well, for 10 minutes, it was cool. But yeah. I just thought it was like, I, and the thing that pissed me off, though, with that was because Joel came down and beat my time, but he crashed. Like, he crashed at the finish line, and then he still beat my time. I was like, oh, he must have been hauling. And then they're like, no, they fucked his time up. So then I went back to the hot seat. And I said to the guys, I was like, are you sure my time's not messed up as well? Because like, I didn't, like, I didn't have a bad run, but it wasn't a great run. I never do that well how, with Redbone. How far ahead were you of everyone? I think when I came down, I was like six seconds up. But so I it's like a weird... But I didn't, weird quali- I didn't qualify well either. So yeah. I was like, I could like, this was the thing that like, I think people could view me as doing the time I did. Like, like if I won, I wouldn't be like, what the fuck, like Dean won. It'd be like, Dean, obviously, he's got World Cup pay. He's a good rider. Like he he is capable of winning. Yeah. But like that was the weirder thing because it was just like, I think I beat Troy like two seconds or something. And I was like, fuck, like that just happened. Like, and, but the thing was, I was like, 
I was like more shocked than anything. And then obviously I was shocked because yeah. I didn't actually beat Troy. He fucking hosed yeah. me. But oh man, I was just like, just kicking me while I was down. And I didn't even get like, I wasn't even like, they fucked up the times I got second. Like I got 12th. Like I didn't do well at all. Oh, what? Yeah, I didn't, wasn't even in the top 10. So, what? But that's, and I just felt like a dick because I like, I was, I salivated. I started spraying people with water and shit and like laughing. I was like, this is awesome. Like, see, but I'm like, how many times do the times fuck up? Like that's the first yeah. time they ever fucked up for me. And I was like, I even asked them, I was like, you sure my time isn't fucked up? Can you check? Because when Joel's fucked up, I knew I don't do that well at Swedenbro. Like, I'm openly saying I don't do that well there. So I was like, are you sure? And they're like, no, nah, we cleared it. It's good. And then just did like rip the mat out from under me and just go, yeah. actually, no, you got 12. Oh, I was dude. just like, just, I just felt like I just lost five grand instead yeah. of like made five grand. Because it was ages after I came down as well. I was talking to people because like, I was going to Asia the next day or like a couple of days after. I was like, well, I got spending money in Asia and like, I just got, got really excited. Like, if we had five grand, like, you're yeah, pretty pumped. Shit, and just the yeah. fact that I was like, I didn't feel that great and I still won. I'm like, yeah. this is good. Like, because I hadn't ridden a bike in that long. And I was like, fuck, if I can already win it now and I'm not actually training that much and I'm not feeling that good, I was like, fuck, that's cool. And then, yeah, I just got ripped out from under me. And I was like, yeah, yeah okay. Sucks. So, maybe we got some redemption. But I just, yeah, I love Threadboat, but I think I've just gone there so much. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's just the same. Like I just, I think I just, I'm just from going there every year, year after year. Like I want to go down to Medina and check that out. I think that'd yeah. be cool because I never, I just like to ride places that are new. Yeah, yeah. Just the new experience because it's like, Swedenbro is awesome. I've got so many tracks, and but I think they're putting a lot more work into like the flow tracks and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. what gets used. Yeah, like the downhill track. No one rides no. the downhill track besides at races, really. Yeah, it's just because e bike, not e bikes. Um, trail bikes are just so yeah, much easier. Booming, yeah, yeah. But I understand why they're putting all the money into that. At the same time, it's like build a brand new downhill track. Just make make it race track. Man, we've been racing off. that thing for so long. It's they made changes though, but still, yeah, the, the, the layout's the same thing, and it's just I'm a bit, I'm a bit scared about going fast on it. Hey, because it's pretty high speed. Oh like, you, man, you, you just tap everywhere. Like yeah. you're not really you're not really going slow most places. So if you do have a big moment, man, like, I've had some big ones there. Oh, and it's always like, if it rains, it's perfect, but then yep. it's fucking freezing on the chair. Loop. Yeah. Or if it doesn't rain, it's just skatey as hell. So I'm like, Oh, like, what do you go for? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty I'm demanding. Like, I just like cannibal. Though. I just like hanging out with everyone. Yeah. Like I just can't, you literally, everyone goes to it now. So I'm like, I just go there and I literally do it more of a social event. And yeah. I really yeah. stress so hard about a result. Yeah. Like I normally go, I think I went out both, nights and just went and just did yeah, chat with people yeah. I got a bit too more drunk than I would have liked but yeah still had a good time but yeah no, I'm keen I've signed up to every event on um just on the trail bike so really? I'm pretty keen to oh, do that yeah. that'd be cool that's like the super, whole super injury yeah, yeah like in the down track's not ridiculous on a trail bike it's just a bit rough up top and the yeah. bottom's actually like probably better for probably it really quicker, yeah, yeah but that, that'd be really cool yeah doing the whole rando thing with yeah you know, rando that was way back in the day because oh, I go to um, that's probably the last time I was there actually when he did that maybe I haven't been there for years, like for Cannibal. Eagle, no. He did it at Eagle when he oh, did it. Oh, did he? I'm pretty sure he did it the first or second Cannibal. Did he? do it yep. there as well. Yeah. It's got big. I remember when the first Cannibal I went to, we go to the pump track and there was like five or six people in it and it was just down this little tiny pump track and there's just no one there. Yeah. And it's like how big it's like taken off in yeah. no time at all. Like it's literally is the biggest event we've got in Oz now. Yeah. Like it's bigger sure. than National Champs by far. Yeah. And they're just like, I think they want to make it, I think... Someone's talking about maybe making a crankwork stop, but I think it's just then crankworks would want to take over and run yeah, it. Yeah. Where okay. I think Threadwell are like, no, it's like our, it's our baby. Yeah, like we yeah. don't want you just give it up kind of thing. Yeah. But they were even talking about possibly making like a series. But same thing again, like they would go to maybe like Bullo Falls Creek and stuff, make like Cannibal series. Yeah. 
But the only thing with that as well is um, if they do that, they want to run the events. But like obviously they go to Buller, Buller's going to be like, no, we're running the we're events. Running but it's it, like, yeah. it's it's our series. It's yeah. our, we've built it up, we've made it. You can't just steal it and then just use my, our, our name. So I think yeah. like if they want, like imagine if you gave your, I don't know if you gave if had a house party, but like someone else wanted to come and yeah. plan, organize the whole thing. It's like it's probably going to be good, but you're kind of like, well, this is my house, my house yeah. yeah, do my rules kind of thing. But I don't know how that's going. That shit was just kind of like whispers and kind of ideas, but yeah. who knows what's going to turn into. Um, last thing we've got to finish off is we talked about your um your hip injury, obviously, but you obviously had a bit of a better week a couple of weeks yeah, before a that. month beforehand because we're kind of talking about like how it was going you've obviously got back into racing yeah 2015 so yeah 2015 um i was still on giant yeah no sorry when's the national champs 2016 would have been march 2016 yeah still on giant and um uh single yeah so like refreshed <laughs> refreshed no handbrake <laughs> um and i was starting to ride quite good and um, Maddie DePell, who was like a long-time friend of mine yeah. and runs the Kona um, gig, he just said to me, he'd been speaking to Connor, and he said to me at Bright National Chance, we were doing some riding on the other tracks on like a Wednesday beforehand. Yeah. yeah. And he said, do you want to come overseas this year? And this was in March, so obviously not far away from yeah. the season starting. Um, I'll put you on a Kona. And I was like just thinking to myself, and I was staying with Will at the time, and I was talking to Will about it. And I was just like, fuck, it'd be so sick. But I know I had like, my knee was playing up. I had no ligament in my thumb. So I, there was like a couple of like <laughs> nagging bust, injuries up, yeah. that like I knew I had to get fixed if I wanted to have a good crack at yeah. the World Cups again. And um, and I just sort of said to Will and I said to myself, I was like, if I do good this weekend and yeah. I'm happy with my run and I say our podium, yeah, then um, then that's my decision maker. Yeah, And um, I ended up beating... Dinos Machinos when was, and um, when was pinching it? third behind Troy and Connor. When was this? 2016. And I was in a leader's up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember we yeah. were like 0.1 apart. Yeah, it was, it was real, so close. It was real tight. Um, so, yeah, that, and uh, I felt good. My run was pretty good and I had heaps of fun and that was so, sort of my So, literally, I put, you, I put you on the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's actually yeah. really funny, yeah. So It's funny, like you say, one result can actually change how you yeah. do a lot of... A lot of things. And it was just like, because I, I raced Bright the year before and I rode so bad and I think I got 14th. Yeah. And I thought I had a good run. Like I was just not into it. Yeah. And that was sort of when I was after those, that back injury and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just turned it around. That was my decision maker. Spoke to Giant, had to give all my bikes back. Um, Maddie sent me Connor's previous World Cup bike, yeah. his orange thing. Yeah. Um, sent that to Coffs. Um Entered for cans, missed, missed. No, I had no points, so I had to get a wild card. Yeah, it's when you had the Aussie jersey. Yeah, so I rang um, Cycling Australia and I uh, said, "Oh, can I get a wild card?" And they said, "Oh, we're only allocating three spots," yeah. and they're all taken. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, it's spewing." I was like, "Ah, oh. like didn't didn't really bother me." I was like, "Oh, yeah. well, last time I raced cans, it was shit and muddy, and I yeah. crashed like five times. That was 2014 when yeah. I had that first one. So I was, I was like, that track's not real good, like." <laughs> not too keen, like, not too stressed to race it. This. Yeah, and then um, and then I hung up, whatever. And then about an hour later, they called me back and they said, "Oh no, you're Josh Button. You just got third at national champs. Like yeah. that's an automatic wild card position." Yeah, yeah. So this poor dude, I don't know who it was, who'd been told that he had the third oh. jersey, got like canned, got, got, canned, got the yeah, free. You stole it, and I stole it. 
Well, um, I gave it. And I, in I hind- gave it to you. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight, it was for the better. To be like, really, you yeah. Know? I'm sure you'd be happy with it. Yeah. yeah. He's probably listening to this podcast like that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So I got this bike. Maddie sent me this Kona or Konamotive, and um, I literally rode it for like two days. And as soon as I jumped on it, because it was like broken in for some reason, yeah. I just felt like comfortable comfortable like i never felt like that before yeah. usually it takes me ages to find comfort was well, even like the suspension and everything like the seals yeah. and everything a bit more better yeah i think so honestly you think that was like, it even like grips like when i have a new bike and the grips are like brand new yeah it just feels weird like it just doesn't feel normal yeah. like at home so like i hopped on someone else's bike the other day and the grips were one i was like this is sick like yeah just, oh, yeah i know what you mean if someone's like a secondhand bike almost feels better from the get-go yeah or like maybe if you buy a new bike by like the third or fourth right it's like, broken oh, in yeah, yeah. yeah it feels like the bearings and everything like loosen up a bit yeah it's all yeah it just works a bit you get used to it as well it's crazy and connor connor setup's like pretty similar to mine i think i might have put a five mil spacer under the four crown yeah bring it up a bit and, that's it. and that was it and um and then shot up to camp i remember the weekend before i just got like had a big party with all my mates and we were just sort of laughing and having a barbie and stuff and joking about cans the weekend after like yeah hammer drunk yeah and um just like had no pressure man had no expectations on myself and then flew up there was going to stay with Flo yeah and those and Amory because yeah, yeah I think oh no Amory broke his wrist that weekend yeah um so that was just after his podium and then ended up staying with Maddie and Shelly and Connor and that crew. And then yeah, just had like a like a sick weekend. Like I'd never qualified good, and I qualified seventeenth, I think, or thirteenth, yeah. one of them. And um, which is a bit of a surprise. And it was the thing when I was doing the um, like the Legionnaires hat. Remember, I was rocking that. It was yeah, like the I year mean, of the Legion. Yeah, yeah. So I was all about that, and I had these. Um, I had a couple of Legionnaires I took out with me, and I remember race day. Connor and I did some practice, and I just felt like. Pretty good, like confident. Yeah, just felt on it. Didn't yeah. feel amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm going to win this, but I just felt like pretty solid. Yeah, and um, it was all working. Yeah, and um, went home like nervous as all hell. Went back to the place with Connor. Had some food, and then as we left back to go for race run, we walked out the door, and I was about to shut the door, and I looked back, and I saw my legionnaire's hat sitting on the like I was sleeping on the floor on a yeah. blown out mattress, sitting on the um on my bed. And I just had this, like, initial thought, like, imagine podium, like, getting yeah. a podium and wearing a Legionnaire's hat on the podium. <laughs> like, just like that in my brain. So I went back and I grabbed it. Yeah. And I chucked it in my bag and we rode back to the back to the side, like, the race, the, the pits and stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, it all just it all worked all out. happened, eh? Because I remember it's, seeing you when you come down and obviously you went in the hot seat. Mm. And then it was the whole, oh, I'm going to get a top 20. Fuck yeah, it's sick. Yeah. And then it was just like oh, shit, I'm going to get a top 10. And then we just kind of kept ticking away, ticking away, and you're like, because who was the last? Stevie was fifth off. Because he came and he got flat, didn't he? Yeah. And he got, he was, he was fourth, I think he qualified. Yeah. Fourth or fifth, yeah. And you would have been nervous for those it, last. But to be, like, I was sort of like, it was a bit of a blur. Like, he got a flat, and I, I was still watching this, like, pumped, but yeah. I didn't really know that I was on Where the podium. Yeah. And I heard this roar, and it was like, the Vanzacks, like all the Kiwis and yeah. all the Aussies, and they just like lit up. And I looked around, and then I sort of like clicked. I was like, "Fuck me, I've got a podium!" Yeah, like, at it's least like thing. Fit. Yeah, and I, I was just like, from then on, dude, I was just like, I'd never like felt something like that. Like, and it's high, yeah. It was like seriously, like consider it as probably one of the best feelings or best days of my life. Like, yeah, for sure. it's weird, isn't it? It's like when I got my first podium at Lenza Hyde, 
it was like this overwhelming thing of just just yeah. fucking joy you're like and you're almost in shock like i remember just being on this high and just kept talking to people i didn't know how to deal yeah. with it because i was like it's like a lifelong goal man yeah but like that's it you start racing when like or i was you think when you start riding a bike for one let alone start being competitive and then you're like up until this one point and then you're one of the best guys in the world and yeah. recognize that on a fucking podium yeah and then to do it in your home country as well and where your fucking legionnaires had yeah, on the phone. Because yeah. when we had that, and then you had a Kona hat over the top of it. Yeah, so I had a fox hat because um, Frankie, yeah. Frankie D from Fox is there. Yeah. So I had Buzz actually. Didn't get my legionnaires hat, Buzz, um, Simon Buzz got yeah, had one. Yeah. So I chucked his on, and then I was like, fuck, I've got to rock. Rep. Rep, yeah, 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 so. I think um, that was even funnier then. I chucked the fox it. hat on and, yeah, rocked up there. And I was just like, so many times, like, thinking back, looking up at the podium and just wondering, like, what it's like to be up there and. And just being up there. First podium? Yeah. Being up there and then like looking down, just thinking like all the shit you've gone through and all the emotion and everything to get like to that feeling. And it's just like, it's all like, yeah, it's a crazy crazy. thing. Because I I talk about like, there's plenty of good, really good races that never stood on a World Cup podium. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just like, fuck, like I've been obviously lucky enough to do it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, just people that go their whole, whole career. Yeah. Like they'll race for. 15 years or whatever and they've never seen it like their best result might be like a sixth or a seven like still good results yeah, like they're yeah. good riders but yeah. they just never cracked that last little bit yeah and it's just like yeah you just did it at the fucking especially doing an Oz man oh like, dude just and like if like, you're gonna do it anyway yeah that's it and like I remember so our junior team was like was so good dude like Joel Bain Maltman mm. um, Will Delphi like people that are just absolutely he, he was a couple years older he's old, one okay, years yeah. older but like oh i'm the i was the only one that was able to crack the elite podium yeah. and i look back at that and i'm just like fuck that's pretty people, unreal yeah dude i think it's crazy i was thinking back like me and jack were like the two underdogs when we got on this like john lozzy team like we were like the last two picks like i don't yeah. think jack was going to get picked until he got like a result at the last round like a warber or something yeah and we're like we're, we've gotten podiums guys, and we had the big yeah, yeah that's what i mean but like just to kind of get that across to any juniors or anything, like you don't need to be the fastest junior because no. that's like your career goes for a long time. If you stay at it, you can make it happen yeah. kind of thing. Because like, obviously, like how old were you when you got your first podium? Like um, how old were you? Uh, 26. Yeah, 26. Yeah. And like people think if you're not doing it when you're 20, 21, 22, yeah. it's not going to happen. But it's like, yeah. fuck, you can turn around when you want. Yeah. Well, I went straight into my second year junior, so I didn't have much time to try and destroy the junior field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was one year and all I did was crash my brains out yeah learn heaps of shit and then straight into elite straight into elite yeah so. that's you see some some kids got cut more like kids but like yeah older I guess kids still but like later they come into it and they do kind of either pick it up straight away or there's other kids that just like struggle and then there's like some kids that come in from like a really early age and yeah. then like I was talking there's this kid this um Lockie Roberts kid and I think he's 12 and he's been racing for two years like, I didn't start racing until like I was 12 so he's already got two years ahead of me yeah, like, yeah. how fast is this kid going to be yeah. he's already this quick now Yeah. and like yeah so it's like but obviously some people can just come in just natural yeah. especially like, maybe if they've got like a BMX background or moto yeah, background like or just like just generally just a fit person and they can work out skills like it doesn't some people doesn't take much to like get into it but like yeah. you said it's like you came in late but obviously crashed and then like found your feet and yeah, yeah, picked yeah. up but then you still didn't, obviously, yeah, World Cup podium in 26 is like, yeah. the, for, for first, it's yeah. probably like a bit of a shock for some people. Yeah, for sure. 
and with a wild card jersey. Like yeah, with a wild card like jersey. A bike yeah. had been on three times. Like that's, that's the other thing. It's like you don't have to have this perfect plan of no. like how to get it or how to do it. You just need to fucking go out there and do it. So I, like, I used to love when I had my Aussie jersey on. Yeah. I'm like, it, it kind of like just use that as like, hey, I'm a wild card. Or, hey, I, like I'm barely yeah. even here. But then when I beat you and I barely even should be here, you yeah. just like, I was like, okay, if you do badly, people expect that. If you do well, people are real fucking surprised really and happy. Yeah. So I'm like, it, it's kind of, it's just a good thing. Cause I'm like, yeah. you can't, it's like, if you do, if you on a proper team, you do poorly and people expect you, it's like a bit more pressure on you. Yeah. Like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah. If no one expects anything out of you, that's like that's... when I went to my first World Cups as a junior, I was wearing the Aussie jersey and I got, no, dude, I was like on a pink bike and it was all about like Mark Wallace and like, Gianluca Vanassa and Noel Needsberger and like yep. all these guys. And I remember I was walking out the door at my house going to Fort William. I was packing my bags and it was like I saw on Instagram or something. It was like Gianluca Vanassa and Mark Wallace like announcing their Da Vinci kit and had their new bikes and kits and everything. I remember walking out the door looking at that and I was just like, how am I going to fucking beat these guys? Like, holy shit, look at this. Yeah. Look at this setup. Look what they've got. And that's when I was like on Da Vinci, like privateer. Yeah. But I was on Da Vinci and I was like, how am I going to beat these guys and I was like literally walking out the door going to Fort William thinking that yeah and then I got there and I got I beat like I beat both of them and then the weekend after I, I won and I was just like what the fuck did I think that I couldn't beat these guys why yeah. did I think because they had better parts or better bikes or whatever I could beat them yeah and that's the mindset you need to go into just being like oh sick I'm gonna beat these guys I'm gonna do it with less stuff yeah I'm gonna do it with like less hype and everything yeah but then if I didn't who gives a fuck? No one expected me to beat them. So yeah. it would have been the same. Like, that's the thing. You only put pressure on yourself. That's, yeah, that's so just like, just always deal, Yeah, deal with that. Like, just, if, don't think, it, if, that's the thing. If you go to a World Cup, imagine you go to a World Cup and there was no other riders there and you got to do your fastest race run and just see what, like, what your time would have been. And I'm sure it would be quicker than when everyone's there. Yeah. Like, sure. as soon as you get everyone there, you start thinking about everyone else and yeah. then you just get in this mindset of like, oh shit, like, Sam Hill's here or Greg Minard's here and all this and like they're so quick and what line are they doing and cut that all that shit out and just worry about what you want to do or yeah. what you need to do and ride your because like when I see kids go to a national that are really fast like do you think most of them just like know their lines and just do it and they just it's re, just on repeat on like repeat, they, yeah. yeah they know exactly what they need to do and they go do it and they do well and then they go to a world cup and I think oh it's a world cup everything's completely different it's not you got a track you got your bike you got your lines you got your preparation everything just do the same thing just move it over yeah that's one thing i struggled with i just completely thought it was a new different animal yeah which it was like it's the same thing you just ride down a hill against other people so yeah. just break it down to that like yeah. yeah you've got world champions here and you've got more pressure more eyes on you more all this other shit but that doesn't really matter it doesn't change when you go in the gate to when you finish your run, it's yeah. exactly the same. It's just in a different part of the world or different, like longer track or something. But yeah, yeah. it's all the same shit. Yeah, that's it. <sighs> all right, <laughs> anything else you want to add? I've got to finish. Um, I'm gonna go on a float tank. I've got to go do some relaxation. Um, I can touch on. Oh, kind of funny because so cans being the high. Yeah. And then my hip dislocation being the low. So cans best day of my life. <laughs> like constant messages, like dude, like yeah. gnarly on the social media. Um exhausting like yeah, the podium good, good, but bad, yeah. the social media like we, we had a few drinks at our house after and I was Gilligan's <laughs> yeah. that, vi- that video <laughs> and um, I was just exhausted like trying to reply speaking to family friends like trying to have a few drinks and enjoy it yeah. um, ended up going to Gilly's yeah. and having a great time yeah <laughs> just like but yeah just it was just so exhausting the whole the whole day and night and um, I ended up getting sick from Gilly's 
Yeah. And this is kind of funny because so that would have been three or four weeks before Fort William. Yeah. And this obviously cemented my spot in the Kona team and Maddie mm. was going to help me out, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, um, so I get a little bit sick. I fly home the next day and, um, and I can't shake this sickness and I'm trying to train and Connor's trainer, Ben, was helping me out at the time and he was like, keep doing what you feel like your body can yeah. do. Like, yeah. um, and I just kept trying to train and train and train because I was like, fuck, I need to get ready in three weeks for, for Fort William especially, yeah, yeah. like the most physical. The knowledge, yeah. Um, so I kept pushing, kept pushing, and I'm still sick, still sick, doing everything I could, food, vitamins, whatever. Yeah. And then I jump on a plane and fly to the UK. Yeah, and it comes back, And it yeah. just, like, hangs around. So I've yeah. had this sickness for, like, a month. And um, get to Fort William, whole new bike, and it's just not comfortable with it. I guess my confidence, obviously, a little bit off, a bit scared because I'm back on the scene with all the big dogs in it, track that yeah, is you pretty got gnarly. Yeah, number five up front. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, yeah, true. I had to, I was a top twenty. I was protected too. I think. Yeah, it's a lot of shit. Maybe, we, haven't, yeah. we haven't had much luck with low numbers at single digits of Fort William. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a good run then either. Like you broke your hip. Or yeah, so too. so couldn't get comfortable. I think I got like seven runs practice. Yeah. Um, and five of my runs, I burnt my tire to some extent, so mm-hmm. I never actually got. I had to yeah. nurse the bike, so yeah. I just I was just like out of practice. I was unfit. I was sick. And then come qualifying run, burnt my tire again, and just fatigue and maybe bad bike setup, and I just over the bars on one of the motorway jumps, yeah. just like full rookie move, but yeah. just so much going on. Dislocate my hip, knock myself out, and um, and that, that was sort of I remember laying there like in the most amount of pain I've ever been, and I'm just thinking like, fuck, why am I here again? Like, yeah, after straight. knee surgeries and all the other shit, I'm straight just like, back in, yeah, right. and literally like. We are months from the high best day of my life to like yeah. literally one of the lowest. Well, we've honestly had the exact same experience in the exact same place in the exact same. Yeah. Because the same thing. I went through this real hard patch in 2017. Yeah. Where I didn't even think I was going to get a ride, and then I went to 2018, got a podium at the first round, and then went to Fort William and knocked myself out. That's probably, right. Yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah. 50, probably 50 meters from where you did. Yeah. Honestly, identical path, and it was like. I felt good though, like I felt like great, but it was just the tire blew off. Yeah. It wasn't even. But then there was the same thing. I was like, why? Like why? Like why? Yeah. Why has this happened to me? Why yeah, am I like? That's what you're I've put in all the work. I've done everything right. I'm back on a high. I'm back on the podium. Like let's do this. And then you're in the dirt with you knocked out. It's and that's what I like. It can change like that. And yeah. I, was just, I was literally like, when I woke up and then I kind of realized what had happened. I was just the same. Like why? Like why the fuck has this happened? Like, if I understand if I crash from trying something or fatiguing or something, yeah, yeah. I can accept it. But when you have a fucking yeah, tire blow, blow yeah. off a, a, a rim, I'm just like, that's some shitty fucking yeah. luck right there. But there's, yeah, just how you, how you come back mm. from that. But that was, that was terrible. That was fucking, that was awful. So, so yeah, so that, um, that hip dislocation sent me to the hospital, obviously. And then they loaded me up with dimorphine, which is like, proper heroin yeah which was unreal (laughs) and then sent me off to Inverness which is even further away from the nearest airport just to get me home but whatever went to Inverness six hours later they finally put my hip back in place um and their procedure with the hip dislocation was traction for six weeks so I literally sat in bed with a weight on my leg pulling my like my hip away from my body yeah oh yeah sorry pulling my hip away from my body so it lines up I guess keeps it in line for six weeks, and I could not leave my bed. That sounds awful. So, yeah. So, three days later, like, 
like thankfully mum flew over like i didn't want anyone there i thought i was going to be in and out of there in a week or whatever yeah yeah but um yeah she flew over and she sat there like pretty much helped me brought me coffee and food yeah for six weeks and like man people were almost the season was almost done like and people were messaging me like how you going man and i'm like i'm still in Inverness, and they were already in canada for yeah, crankworks yeah, something yeah, like yeah. six weeks later they'd done two extra world cups and they're already yeah, moved yeah, on to the yeah, later part of the season so just, yeah that yeah, was definitely that was the, shit, yeah the lowest i was point. at home with a broken heel if it makes you feel any better oh really <laughs> yeah it was the same time because i broke it after Cairns. yeah okay and i was that's why i wasn't at fort william that yeah year. okay so we were both i was at my at cj and sally's house literally just oh. getting ba- babied around by them yeah okay. a moon boot doing fuck all so we we're both str- yeah. struggling street yeah around that fort william time i think it's just bad moody for us or something yeah we're yeah, getting on more of a positive pilot yeah okay. <laughs> we've got come, come good after that and i'm I'm back. Back into it. Back <laughs> taking out Tim Eaton at the old Enduro. Back smoking Tim Eaton. Um, but yeah, I've pretty any, much... Have you got any bets going this week? You need to put like put hair on it or something. That's the new we should bet. G'd up a bit, yeah. Because we, when I was hair. with Brendan and um, this, um, Ben Deacon, they just bet hair. So like put your hair or your eyebrows on it. Oh, yeah. So like if I beat you, you shave your eyebrows <laughs> on it. It's like, that's a gnarly bet. Like you just put, start putting facial hair on it. Oh, yeah. It's out of hand. Yeah, I could do. Could no, get some bets going. Cool. I reckon you should with him. Just have yeah. a little little side gig. Yeah. But I think everyone loved the G up from the other race like a month ago. Oh, it's cool so, to watch. Yeah, just get more into pretty, it. It just like, adds a bit more excitement. Yeah. Even when I went to a race, I just fucked around with like two of my mates that were racing and built up this hype around them. Who's going to beat who? Yeah. And one was actually a lot faster than the other one, but we yeah. just still like <laughs> built it into something and like we'd fill in all this trash talk and shit. And yeah. like, that's hype. It just hypes people up. It's yeah, like, it's excitement. Yeah. But no, that'd be cool. So, yeah. Well, good luck, mate. Thanks, enjoy, mate. Um, enjoy Tassie. Thank I kind of want to come down and race, but I think I might go back up the coast for a little bit. Yeah. Go lose myself in Byron yet again. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for the beautiful breakfast. That's all right. We'll, uh, we'll have another one soon. All right, Sounds guys. Good. Thank you for listening. Off Track Experience, episode 12. Uh, another one in the books. Um, thinking about getting this War Brothers on next or possibly maybe someone up the coast. Maybe Jack Moyer. I feel like you guys will want to listen to what he's got to say. So, yeah. I'll catch you guys later and thanks for listening. Bye.